All right, uh, it's 13 minutes after 8 o'clock and Professor Tiniko Maluleke is joining me now to uh, yeah, give us a sense of his uh, views as far as what happened today in Parliament. Prof, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. It's a pleasure, Aubrey. Always a pleasure talking to you. Much, to much appreciated. Indeed. So we, we saw some... Some some interesting things happened today. Uh, uh, I don't know. Do I say former deputy president uh, David Mabuza? Anyway, that guy. <laughs> okay, he's now decided he's uh, he's going to uh, postpone taking up his position in parliament. What does this mean? What does this mean for the new dispensation? What does it mean for the new cabinet? What does it mean for the ANC? What does this mean for us? Well, it's quite interesting, Aubrey. Uh, I suppose uh, in the in in the tradition of Terra Lakota, I should be eating my head today <laughs> because because yesterday I was talking to, on another platform and I predicted that he wouldn't uh, that he would uh, be sworn in today mm. and that uh, he will continue to be deputy president. I was clearly wrong uh, as far as that is concerned. Um, I think that uh, the, the, there are several possibilities that are opening up. Um, he, he still has time uh, until the president uh, announces, I suppose, um, his, uh, his new cabinet. And maybe between now and then, uh, something will have happened between him, the Integrity Committee of the ANC, and, uh, and Parliament. Um, but it, it is it, it is quite uh, a shock. It will also be, if if my memory serves me well, the first time that an ANC deputy president is not a member of parliament and, and therefore is also not a deputy president of the country. Mm. Um, so it, 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 we, we are about to make uh, some history. The best way to understand this is to be kind to David Mabuza, to suggest that he is indeed um, consulting his conscience and that he wishes to confirm uh, a few things with the Integrity Committee of the ANC, uh, doffing his head, as it were, to the party that made him who he is and its processes. Uh, And I think that that would be the best way to understand this. Uh, if one was to be a little bit more skeptical, you could you could suggest that um, uh, he he is not a, he's, he's never going to come back. That he has actually uh, given uh, President Ramaphosa permission to proceed without him, uh, and therefore um, move us into uncharted territory. That is, that we'll have a deputy president who is not deputy president in the party. Uh, and 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 either that will create a lot of respect for David Mabuza, or um, a, a lot of uh, of 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 uh, uh, what shall I say acrimony? Yes. Um, and 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 add fire to the factionalism in the party uh, if if he, if he goes away in a half. Yes. Uh, unhappy with what has been done to him, he is after all. The author of Nazareth Unity. Yes, uh, it is brainchild, and and so he is no no uh, ordinary 
uh, person in the ANC. Forget about being deputy president of um, of the country, but inside the ANC, he is no ordinary person. And one would assume, one would assume that uh, the 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 allies he has kept uh, are still behind him. I don't know whether it would be possible to divorce the decision by David Mabuza to to temporarily uh, suspend his um, his I don't know his inauguration. Uh, what do you call that thing? Uh, his uh, his uh, sign is swearing in into parliament uh, from the fact that people like Nomvula Mukonyane, Balegambete, Malusikikaba have also intimated that they won't be wanting to go into the sixth parliament. Do you think that there are perhaps, uh, uh, I don't know, whispers in the dark, in the background saying, listen, you need to jump off now or you will somehow be pushed pushed off what, what, what how do you read this given the fact that uh, like many of us thought that uh david mabuza um Mukonyane would all be taking up their position so you're not alone in in uh, having to eat your hat prof uh, many of us would have to join you because i would have thought the same thing but my, my, my issue here is is something going on in the background that we are not perhaps privy to uh, if you were to uh, put out your neck uh, to say something as far as that is concerned? Well, another way of reading what's happening now, you could say that uh, Ramaphosa is in town and uh, he is kicking butt, as it were. There's a new sheriff in town, yeah? <laughs> the new sheriff in town is kicking butt in the background and uh, asking people to talk to their consciences, asking people to think carefully, especially those that are listed in the infamous 22 uh, list by the Integrity Committee. And so it is possible that there are intense uh, discussions in the background. I mean, just consider this. Less than 24 hours uh, passed, between Ace Mahashule yes. announcing Nomvula uh, Mukonyane, defending her and explaining uh, the rationale for her appointment, and her withdrawing. Uh, so it, it, it seems that he too had no clue that she might, uh, she might withdraw. So something is, is definitely going yep. on in the background, and, and people are being spoken to. And people are are looking. But I don't know that we should lump all of them together in that way. Because think of uh, Balegambe. Indeed, indeed. I don't know a a big scandal that uh, she has to run away from. It could, in a case, simply be fatigue. I mean, the EFF has tired her out in Parliament. It's possible that, that she wants some break. Yeah, you know, I, I think that is such a fair uh, statement to make, Prof. Uh, uh, not to lump Balegambete with the rest of the other tainted uh, officials uh, that we we're talking about here. I absolutely agree with you. I think it's so important to say that because, indeed, to somebody who's not initiated in South African politics and hears us talking this way, they may assume that Balegambete has some sort of uh, uh, an issue to answer for. And as we, as far as we are concerned at this stage, there's nothing really um, uh, forcing us to lump her with uh, the other people. But I am interested to find out from you, 
uh, as to the possibility of somebody like Batabi Lamini, uh, perhaps somebody such as Msebenzi um, Zwane, uh, for example, and perhaps even Ace Makashule within the ANC maybe making some noises, uh, given the fact that uh, perhaps the new sheriff in town is putting some sort of a fire under people's butts, as, you, as you've uh, put it uh, earlier on, uh, Prof. Well, Ace doesn't have to do anything about Parliament because he doesn't go to Parliament as General Secretary of of the party. Uh, So whatever he does will be of a different order if he does anything. Um, But those that are in the list that have been sworn in uh, as members of Parliament um, could still either withdraw uh, themselves or... um, you know, be booted out. Uh, they certainly, uh, Ramaphosa certainly doesn't have to uh, put your know, Batavilas and others in, in his cabinet merely because they are members of parliament. So he still has that window of uh, and space um, to, to, to still do his thing in terms of who he puts in and who he leaves out yeah. of, uh, of cabinet. In the process, though, we have to to remember that ANC presidents uh, have a delicate dance to perform. And that dance is performed somewhere on the highway between the union buildings and Lutuli House. Yes. And if, you, if, if an ANC president misses too many steps in that dance, we know what happens to them. Yeah. And what happens to them is what happens to Tabombeki. Yes. What happens to them is what happened to, to, to Jacob Zuma. So, so Cyril Ramaphosa, for all the power that he has as the new sheriff in town, still has to tread carefully and make sure that he takes into account uh, the interests of the party, unless his attitude is that I'm here for five years, I will do my thing. If you want me, you'll keep me. If you want, if you don't want me, you'll kick me yeah. out but I'll have done my thing. Yeah. Uh, th- there is speculation, of course, that this paves the way then for a compromised deputy president of the Republic, um, either in the person of um, uh, Naledi Pando, what is one of the names that has been touted, uh, the um, m- former minister uh, uh, and chair of the A. AU, um, but not, I nearly said, but uh, yes, Lamini uh, Zuma, uh, and then of course there is uh, uh, Miss Sisulu is also in the uh, running for that position in terms of the speculation that's out there. What do you make of that speculation? And of course the idea that we need to have a woman deputy president has been touted, but uh, those three uh, personalities, uh, what are the prospects for their uh, ascending to the deputy high high office. Well, you know, uh, twenty four hours ago, you and I would not have uh, taken those rumors seriously that are linked uh, to to those three uh, 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 women you've just mentioned. Uh, this this uh, possibility has been given oxygen by the action of one uh, David Mabuza yes. uh, in, uh, in in seeking to consult with the integrity committee. Uh, and so the, the very fact that we are speculating about them means that it is, there, is a, there is a chance that one of them may be named uh, as deputy president uh, of the country. 
uh, any one of them really uh, could be named. You'll recall that when uh, Cyril Ramaphosa went to Nazareth, yes. he had uh, uh, in his team Naledi Pando as his um, as, as his deputy, and then and then uh, it became Lindy at some stage. But he sort of vacillated between them, uh, and and so it is possible that he could go back to one of them. There is also an outside chance that he may want to do an Obama, and that is um, appoint his fiercest competitor for the position of president yes. uh, as his deputy, which is what Obama did with Hillary Clinton. Yes. Uh, so it's it's not it's not impossible that he could do that. And, and, and that that would be that would I imagine, uh, Prof, be some sort of a compromise, uh, unity. Uh, underscoring sort of uh, gesture, if you were to do that, wouldn't it? It would. It would kill. Uh, in fact, any of the three candidates, but especially Zamini uh, Zuma, her appointment would kill several birds uh, with one stone. If, if, if you may pardon the yeah. the misuse of the proverb, in that uh, he would have appointed a woman, but he would have also taken someone from the other faction. Yes. Uh, in, in, in inside of the party at the moment, uh, because although she has been circumspect and she has been quiet over the past 18 months that he has been uh, president of the country, we know that uh, she, 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 she is owned uh, by that faction uh, that, that has been uh, making life difficult for him. So it would be uh, maybe not so much an appeasement of that faction, but certainly would take the sting out of uh, of some members of that faction. It would it would cause them to go in some kind of disarray. Some of them, yeah. you know, what now if if she becomes deputy? So it could it could be a brilliant thing, but it it could also lose him uh, support from those who have been supporting him all along inside of the ANC because the battles inside the ANC are really what determines. The, whether the president of the ANC and the country sleeps well at night or not. Yeah. I made the comment, Prof, that uh, I think that our democracy is doing well. You know, I mean, I compared it to a bedroom, a functional bedroom in somebody's house where, you know, there's the odd shoe that's uh, flung on one side. There's a bit of an organic smell. The bed isn't made properly uh, compared to a showroom sort of in uh, a bedroom. I'm suggesting to you that the democracy is, is okay. Where do you stand as far as that is concerned, Prof? Of of all the rooms in a modern house, why do you go to the best? <laughs> <room? laughs> That's where life comes from, uh, Prof. That's where life comes from. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is a. Uh, um, a little strong, eh? To yep. go to the bedroom. <laughs> to the bedroom. Right. What, what room do you want to choose, Prof? <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought you you talk about the sitting room uh, <laughs> where people come in and throw their their things around. You know, the turkeys and the sheds are thrown around as people come in. Well, you go to the bedroom and you you go right up to the heart of the matter. Yeah. I agree with you completely. Yeah. I agree with you completely. I think that. Our democracy is alive and well. Uh, I think the fact that I mean what we saw in Parliament today um, was was uh, was was quite glorious to watch. Yes, uh, and listen to the speeches. What we saw on Election Day 
uh, in all those uh, 22,000 voting stations, yeah. uh, minimal incidents, uh, South Africans voting in peace. Uh, we mustn't take these things for granted Absolutely. because they don't come easy in, in, in other countries. Of course, we do have challenges, uh, Aubrey. The fact that 17 million South Africans voted, but 20 million stayed away, uh, is for me uh, a, a red flag. Yeah. Now, some people tell me, don't worry about that, it's normal. Uh, I don't think it's normal in a country like ourselves where people are so politicized. I mean, South Africans may, may, be, may, be up, may, may have apathy when it comes to voting. But I don't know many South Africans who are politically apathetic. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so when they stay away, uh, they are not staying away because of apathy. They are staying away because of many, many reasons. So more stayed away than those who voted. So we could have had 35 million people voting, and instead we had 17. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, so, so for me, I think that those are some of the signs that we need to look at. But... Look at the case of, uh, of the public protector's um, report being uh, declared unconstitutional. Mm. Now some people are saying she must go. Maybe she should go. But for me, it shows you our democracy is functioning. Yeah. That the courts can call a public protector to order. The courts can call a president to order. The former president is going to court yep. uh, 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 tomorrow and, and, and was in court uh, yesterday also. So... I, I, I couldn't agree more with you about our functioning democracy. Yeah, whether it's the bedroom, whether it's the sitting room, I'd love to take your calls as to whether or not our democracy is functional. And then you heard uh, that uh, the Ahmed Kathrada Foundation and other civil society groups uh, launched a picket outside parliament today. What do you think this signals, uh, Prof? Uh, um, and particularly the Ahmed Kathrada Foundation leading this protest or this picket outside parliament, the open letter to uh, MPs basically admonishing them to uh, focus on being constitutionalists, focusing on being upright uh, members of society who have some level of moral rectitude. What do you make of that picket outside of Parliament? Yeah, just before I comment on that, let me go back to your bedroom. Yeah, I, I am only glad that you didn't use the toilet; you used the bedroom. Yeah, uh, it, so you could it could have been worse it could have been worse you know modern now, bed you know modern bedrooms have toilets in the bedroom <laughs> 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 and that's probably where that organic smell is emanating from but prof <laughs> let's, let's move on yeah go ahead yeah well you know Aubrey I have noted uh, that more and more our foundations are taking an active role in not so much in politics as in party politics, but taking a, a, an active role in, in, in the core political issues of our country and in civic education and in the, in the inculcation and cultivation of the democratic values. So I wasn't surprised to see the Katrada Foundation picketing. I wasn't surprised to see the Nelson Mandela Foundation taking a much more active role in the in the electoral uh, election of, of observing yeah. uh, than I've ever seen them uh, doing before. I have not been surprised to see the Tabon Beki Foundation issuing statements uh, that they have been issuing about land and about other things uh, in the past. And so what is happening is that I think that the foundations are beginning to see that uh, 
it will take more than political parties uh, to protect our democracy. That civil society uh, has to, to step in and perhaps the foundations can't just look after the interests of their patrons. They must uh, look after the interests of, uh, of our democracy. So I wasn't surprised that they did that. And of course, Aubrey, remember, in the, in the Constitutional Court, ruling on Gaza. Yes. The Constitutional Court was very, very forthright in reminding members of Parliament that the oath they take in Parliament has nothing to do with their party. Yes. It has all to do with the constitution of the country and, 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 and a commitment to serve the people of the country. That, so, so and, and, I, and I think that this is what uh, your your foundations such as um, Ahmed Katradra are uh, are responding to. Prof, I want to thank you very much for your contribution. As always, uh, uh, very, very, very uh, sagacious, and uh, we really, really appreciate your time. Thank you very much, Obrey. Professor Tiniko Maluleke, uh, political analyst. When we come back, I'm going to be speaking to economist Lumkile Mondi, uh, senior lecturer at the School of.